Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to an emergency episode of the Forward Press Podcast presented by GolfWeek.com. I'm your host, David Dusick, and I'm joined by my colleague, Golf Week, as well as USA Today senior writer, Steve DiMeglio. And unfortunately, this is not the greatest reason to have to call an emergency podcast. Uh, usually we like to do these things when people do something great. Championships are won, trophies are hoisted, champagne is drunk. Um, but as far as this goes, this one stinks. Tiger Woods was involved in an auto accident uh, shortly after 7 a.m. Pacific time today. We're recording this on Tuesday evening here in the East Coast, and I wanted to bring Steve in to give us a rundown of what we know, what we don't know, get some player reactions. He is at this week's PGA Tour event, a concession, and uh, a World of Golf Championship event, which in a perfect scenario, Tiger will be playing. Um, but we knew that he wasn't going to be playing this week. We obviously didn't know this was going to happen. Steve, how you doing, buddy? And what was the... Around the golf course today is the well, it was a bright day. Everybody was in a good mood. Um, we're playing the concession, which has been nicknamed the concussion because of its difficulty and its hazards and its green complexes that drive people batty. And the players are really excited. And then all of a sudden, the mood just soured, just like that. Um, Word got out quickly. Um, people started doing everything they could to find out as much news as they could. Um, I think everybody's got Mark Steinberg, Tiger's agents, his phone number, Rob Nakamara, one of Tiger's best friends, his confidant on the road. And uh, little by little, we came to learn what had happened. And um, I, I would just say the mood went way down and shock went way up. And now everybody hit their knees and started praying. What was your initial reaction? The the news sort of got out that, okay, he had been in a car accident and it sounded initially like this is, it wasn't good that, you know, the first thing I started hearing and you've got to take everything you see on social media with a big grain of salt for the first minute or two, people were wondering, is this some kind of a hoax? And then more and more reputable outlets started picking it up. And that turned out to obviously not be the case. And then there was the photograph taken from above and you see the car that was a courtesy car from the Genesis Invitational laying on its side down what appears to be sort of an embankment, having maybe rolled or slid down a good 20 or 30 feet, and it's lying on the driver's side door. When you see an image like that, you don't obviously want to read too much into it. You've got to play it straight. You've got a job to do. But at the same time, you're a human being and you know Tiger. What was your initial thought when you saw that image? Well, it's... It was the image that hits you in the gut. Um, it, it takes you back to Thanksgiving, uh, the night after the day after Thanksgiving, two thousand nine, when we got the first images of his of his vehicle that had hit a fire hydrant, hit a tree, went through some hedges, and we had learned Tiger had been hurt. Um, that hits you. Um, as were the first images when he had his DUI. 
um, when he was asleep at the running at the vehicle while the car was running. That hits you there. Um, you know, this is my 15th year out here. You get to know people. You get to see the impact people have out here and what they bring to the sport, what they bring to the audience that's viewing. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you, when I saw the car, I think uh, I immediately thought the same thing that one of the police officers said. He's lucky to be alive. Um, that thing had to roll over because every part of that, the top, the sides, the bottom, the front, the back were all, it was just all mangled. And we later find out he missed a, a telephone pole by about five feet. Um, but, uh, and then, so you just start wondering how bad is it? Um, you know, Mark Steinberg's agent came out and said multiple injuries to his legs, which according to the LA times, we have found out, um, is a shattered ankle, a leg fracture and another leg compound fracture, which by, from what I've been told means the, the bone came through the skin. Right. Um, and that's not good. Um, so immediately, I mean, you start wondering in your head, he's 45 years old. Um, if the reports are accurate, he has a shattered ankle. I don't know if it's left or the right. Um, he has a leg fracture and a leg compound fracture. We don't know if it's one is on his left leg, one is on his right leg. Um, this is a man that was recovering from his fifth back surgery. This is a man who's had four surgeries to his left knee. It's a man who's had problems with his Achilles, with his elbow, with his wrist, with the back of his neck. Um, and so now you just hope uh, everything is fine. Um, we've been told it's not life-threatening. Um, and now you, you, you start taking your mind further down the road. Will he be able to walk again? Will he be able to walk well again? Um, forget about golf. That's I mean, if the if the reports are accurate, there's no way he's playing 2021. Um, and honestly, there might probably no way he's playing 2022. Do either exactly? I was about to go there. You know, it, it, but I'm no doctor, and I don't know the extent of his injuries, and we're not going to know the full extent until Tiger's team, probably Steinberg, will tell us what is going on here. Um, but there was some, you know, he he was conscious when the personnel got there to the car accident, which I think was like 7.18 or 7.20, yeah. eight minutes after the accident. Um, they said there were no signs of impairment. Um, he was wearing a safety belt. Um, he could talk. He uh, was asked his name and he said Tiger Woods. Um, he could not stand. Um, he could not uh, stand on his own. Um, they put him in a neck brace. They put him on a backboard. They transported him by ambulance to a harbor uh, hospital at UCLA because of its trauma center. Um, and then he was in surgery. We don't know how long that surgery was. Um, and again, we're waiting for official word from, from, uh, from Steinberg, but you know, LA times is reputable is as reputable as anybody. Um, and if, if they're reporting a fractured ankle, a compound fractured leg and another leg fracture. Um, that's, that's wow. That's all just wow. Yeah. You know, I, when, when the news started coming out and we started hearing about injuries, um, I'm, I'm trying to look at some type of glass half full type of scenarios. You want to stay positive and to hear, you know, after not too long after the news is breaking, 
that the injuries are not life-threatening, that right away, okay. There are some serious leg injuries that you can have. We don't know if somebody is going to have paralysis after an accident in a car that looks like that. It's not out of the question. And as you mentioned, this is a guy who's coming off of his fifth back surgery. There's there's a lot of mileage on that road, uh, not to make any uh, inappropriate puns here. But um, I think in some ways, forget the golf part. Tiger seemed to be coming to a place over the last couple of years, and you would know this better than anybody. Forget what we saw with he and Charlie at the father-son back in December. He was coming to a really nice place in his life where his golf career was still relevant. He is still, as we're proving out, one of the probably three or four biggest athletes and biggest celebrities on the planet. I mean, as soon as this news hit, this was the lead story on every evening news. This will be the lead story on every newspaper, every web like going forward. And you can't say that that happens to, to every athlete that's out there. But he was hitting this great spot, Steve, where his family and his career and everything on and off course seemed to be going well. He obviously wanted to play better. He wanted to compete at a higher level than he has, say, for the last six months, eight months. But the irony of him having something like this happen when he would seem to be coming to such a happy place Talk to me a little bit about just, I mean, I, I don't even know sort of what to say, but it's it seems cruel in some ways that something like this happens to a person who is just in many ways hitting his stride. Well, I can tell you, I've, I've never seen him happier than when he's with his kids. I've never seen him happier than when he's talking about his kids, about Sam and Charlie. Um, he just beams and it's not, it's not fake. He, he just beams. Um, and the few times we got to see him with them, the kids are beaming. He's beaming. Um, I had a great chat with him. Tiger wasn't able to play in the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas, and but he had his favorite two wingmen with him in the golf cart going around the golf course. Charlie was in the middle. Sam was at the end. And I sort of started goofing around with the two kids. And, and I remember I asked him, would you guys rather be messy or your dad? And Charlie went, Messy. And Sam went messy. And then Charlie right in the middle goes, because he's playing. And we just died laughing. And I've never seen Tiger laugh so hard in my life. I never saw Tiger happier on a golf course than when he won the tour championship in 2018. And I think that was a culmination of him. Yeah, I told you guys I could come back. I knew I could come back. And then, obviously, we had never seen him happier then when he won the 2019 Masters. Then he goes and has another surgery to his knee. And so we don't know what to expect in the fall of 2019 at the Zozo. And he wins that. And then a month later, I don't think I've ever seen him more confident, more happy to be on a golf course than when he was at the Austra at the uh, President's Cup in Australia. And and so he was coming all off of all of that going into 2020. And then he tied for ninth in, at Torrey. And we're going, you know, his life is where he wants it right now. Yeah. His golf is gonna, has been great. This is probably what he's been dreaming about for the last, you know, all those hours and days and weeks and months. He stepped, he couldn't get out of bed and he was working on a bad back. This is what he was dreaming about. And then the back started acting up again. And then we got hit with COVID-19. And when we came back from COVID-19, um, Tiger just wasn't 
the tiger we saw in 2019. So you had an opportunity being down at concession today to talk to some players and to get some reaction. You mentioned that the mood and I'm sure that the air around the whole event just deflated instantly. Um, Justin Thomas was emotional about um, that. He has developed over the last couple of years, a very close relationship with Tiger. It's gone from somebody who was, he idolized to somebody who all of a sudden becomes a teammate and in some ways a mentor, somebody he, he can bounce ideas off of. Bryson DeChambeau, another guy who Tiger has taken a fancy to and has obviously had an enormous influence. What, what players have you spoken with over the course of the day today that you can tell people the reaction to? Well, the first one we asked was Justin Thomas, um, and he, he got teary-eyed. Um, when he brought up Tiger's kids, you know, let's, let, let's hope he, he, the kids are okay. And, and let's hope Tiger's okay. Um, we talked with, uh, Billy Horschel and Billy Horschel was emotional about it. Um, uh, John Rahm, we talked to John Rahm. John Rahm didn't know him very well, but you know, John Rahm said one of the greatest moments he's ever had in his life on a golf course and at that time was his greatest moment was when he beat Tiger in the singles match in 2018 in France in the Ryder Cup. Mm -hmm. um, and he just talked about, you know, it, it's funny. One of the first things he said, hasn't his body been through enough? You know, John Rahm, hasn't his body been through enough um, but that we're just praying? And uh, Tony Finau came over and gave a few words and, and, and talked to us about it. And um, other players declined. Um, because they didn't have enough information and, and maybe they weren't just ready to talk about it. But, um, you know, to a man, they're all, you know, like I said before, they're they're hitting the ground tonight. Their knees are to the ground and, and they're going to be saying prayers and they're sending their best thoughts and uh, wishes to uh, Tiger and the family. And, um, you know, Bryson said, you know, Tiger's the most resilient man he's ever met. And if anybody can come back, he can come back. Um, but this is, again, we don't know. But judging from what the LA Times wrote, um, at 45, this is, uh, this is a big wall he's going to have to climb. It's a challenge to be sure. Um, he was going to face a challenge just with the back stuff and the consistency, being able to practice the way that he would aspire to practice and then play. And he had said numerous times that it's a day-to-day -day thing it's not necessarily i'm in a cold damp place for example like pebble beach or uh some different venue where you would associate stiffness and back pain it's it's, it's not like that you know that that sometimes he can go through treatment and it's going to be a good day the next time he goes through the exact same treatment it's a bad day and he seems to have come to accept that to now have this on it if what the la times and you're right the la times is as reputable as they come if if there is significant damage to one of his ankles, it really in some ways doesn't even matter which one. I mean, him being right-handed, if he's if it's the left ankle, that's the one he posts and rotates around, and that's a big problem. Um, if it's his right ankle, the back leg, um, that still is going to be taking on a lot of stress on the backswing, and there's, other, like, it, there's, there's no such thing. And ankles are something that a golfer is going to rely on, just like they're going to rely on hips, legs. That's what the power in the golf swing is. The modern game is built from the ground up. And, um, you know, that that's going to be a challenge. He has nothing left to prove. Um, and one of the commentators, and I apologize for forgetting who mentioned it when I was watching some golf channel stuff this afternoon, said 
the cruel irony of him right now being tied with Snead um, and being one away that, you know, the, the, the record with trying to track down Jack Nicholas's 18 major championships, he wins the masters in 19 and we're like, Oh wow, this it's back in play. This is on the table. And maybe it is. And maybe it wasn't realistically. The competition's really good. It felt like though, that the breaking of the all time record for the most career PGA tour wins that he's tied with Snead with to getting 83, maybe 84, 85, like, that seemed like a doable record. It's cruel to to have this all of a sudden happen when he's tied there. Um, when when do you think? And this is a total guess, and I and I hate to sort of ask you the unfair question. When would you suspect we're going to hear from Team Tiger as far as things go? And I ask you this because Tiger himself has been a little bit more open about his life and about his world. He's seem to be, as you mentioned before, happier. Do, do you expect that we're going to get maybe a little bit more information than we would have, say, five, seven years ago from, from he and his camp? Or do you think it's going to be little bits of information and they're still going to be extremely guarded with what they're telling the public and, and the PGA Tour? I, I, I think we might hear something tomorrow. Um, you know, Mark Steinberg has always been close to the vest and kept things to himself when he didn't have to make them public. And Tiger's been that way for most of his career as well. Um, but, you know, if the LA Times is putting that out there, um, and if it is accurate, I think Steiny will decide that he does owe it to the public to make sure that they know. Um, if not, I would say the earliest would be next early next week. Mm -hmm. um, again, Steinberg has always had his own timetable. Tiger's always had his own timetable. Um, and we don't know if the surgery was five hours, four hours, three hours. Um, you know, there's always possibilities of complications after any major surgery such as that. Um, so maybe they want to wait on that. Um, they want to wait on some other things as well. Um, and in, in their mind, you know, the world can wait. Um, yeah, they're right. It's it's Tiger's, you know, it's his well-being that we're – we feel, you know, we're figuring out right now. Um, I would think Tiger's main concern um, would be his children first, um, and then his girlfriend Erica, um, his ex-wife Elin, um, his family members, um, obviously his mother, um, and those closest to him in his inner circle. So. I don't know. We're, we're just going to be uh, have to be on call twenty four seven. You know, we were we were like that after the Thanksgiving in 2009. So mm -hmm. we'll just uh, have to – it's another waiting game with Tiger. So we've done them before. Yeah, we have. And and we didn't want to do it again. The one thing, and this is sort of the last point I want to have you react to and, and give me your, your feedback on, is we have unfortunately been here before. And obviously I, along with everybody else, flash back to the day after Thanksgiving 2009. Um, you mentioned it before when his car – hit a fire hydrant, he was injured. And I was asked to do a couple radio hits. I know that you've done quite a bit of stuff. You're going to be doing a lot more things uh, on Wednesday. You'll probably be all over the TV and stuff like that. And um, one of the questions that I was asked and I was shocked by is given Tiger's history and his issue with pain medications, do you think, David, that that, that played anything to do with that? I thought we were better as you know, sort of reporting and such to, to jump to ridiculous conclusions, the reporting so far, nothing, it sounds like has that anything that has anything to do with what's going on now, maybe something comes out later, but 
one of the things that I think that I tried to learn, and I think a lot of people in our business learned, is that when Tiger's incident in 2009 happened, rumors were flying and people were going all over the place in all different tangents. And this one seemed to be better uh, in terms of let's get facts. Let's not jump to conclusions. Let's make sure that we are, Tiger's got two kids who are aware of what's going on with their father. And we need to be sensitive to that. We, we owe that to everybody to report facts. Um, it seemed like we did by and large a better job, but how would you sort of taking a look at the coverage you've been sort of embedded in it? Um, what was your reaction to the way that the news came out and were you, you must've been flashing back to 09 when, when this whole thing happened? Well, one of the, the spokesmen for the LA sheriff's department said that there was no signs of impairment. And if I heard him correctly, he said that there was no reason in that he has not been told or become aware of that any blood was drawn for a toxicology report. Mm -hmm. um, so again, it was 7.12 in the morning. There were no skid marks. He did go over a median. He did go down a valley, into a valley. Um, the car rolled multiple times. Um, and as we, as you've read some of the articles on various um, outlets, um, that isn't exactly the easiest, safest, straight and narrow yeah. you've ever wanted to be on. Um, so again, we don't know what caused the accident. Um, they don't know if any other car was in the vicinity, if they saw it or not, they're checking. Allegedly there's, they can go into the car because there's a, there's a monitor in the car that could have been on and could have been videotaping what was in front of Tiger as he was driving. Um, and again, you know, we'll, we'll worry about that. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and learn about that. But I think the fact that accident was at 720, a spokesman for the L.A. Sheriff's Department at, I would say, 315, 310. So we're talking eight hours later, um, said there was no reason. There was no indication that he was impaired um, and that we're not drawing blood for a toxicology report. Um you know, the Thanksgiving accident happened late at night. And so before, you know, everybody had a whole night where there was no information at all. So their minds were going all over the place. Um, and so, I, you know, that it happened in broad daylight, um, I think might have helped instead of happening in the middle of the night. Um, but um, I, I just think that, that, you know, given Tiger's history, um, in 2009 and then found asleep at the wheel with the DUI and the toxicology reports from, from both. Yeah. I think it's natural for people to think, wow, was he under, was he in yep. was he under the influence of something, whether it was prescription drug pain medicine or, you know, something else, alcohol or whatever. But, um, I think that was, so far has been put to bed um, by the Sheriff's Department. Well, listen, Steve, I appreciate it. after a long day, you're giving us a little bit of time. Um, we'll obviously be following stuff on USA Today as well as golfweek.com throughout the weekend. This is going to put a big damper on what should have been a great event. WGC, first one we were going to have, obviously having been moved from Mexico to Florida for COVID reasons. So get yourself some rest. We'll look forward to following your coverage. And thanks very much for appearing on the Forward Press. You got it, big man.
Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.